Welcome to Awake, spirituality, business, and everything in between. With your hosts, Kat Mead and Sindra Banks. This week's episode of Awake, I am Catfish. I am Sindrake, and for a moment there I thought you were going to say, welcome to On The Mat. <laughs> and I was like, what is, what? That's our old podcast, that Beyond is... The Mat. I can't even get the name right. Yeah, you thought I was going to say the name wrong, and then <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> uh, so we're here this week with a very special guest. If you have listened to our podcast in the past, you have definitely heard us refer to our good friend, Bernie. So she's joining us this week. <laughs> you might need to call her Bernadette. <laughs> we just decided we we're going to use that nickname. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you for being here. It's my pleasure, girls. It's very formal, isn't it? I know. <laughs> isn't it? I actually thought driving here, it's a turnaround. I'm the one normally asking you two the questions. So, so explore this. And <laughs> What did they get out? Oh, no. Penny back time. Diabolical. (laughs) We should be videoing this. (laughs) So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do now? So, I am a kinesiologist. So, I work with people's energy. I bring them into alignment with their goals um, by helping them work through their blocks um, in their energy flow. So I've been doing that for about four or five years now. Um, so I work one-on-one with clients face-to-face or via Skype. Um, I do workshops, moving into online programs and I write as well. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I guess my thing is, what do I do? I work with people to help them move into a new space to, I suppose, awaken. Clear whatever is keeping them asleep, um, and then once they wake up, it's not always a walk in the park, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you girls know. So yes. it's kind of like once we do open and become more aware, I believe there's an obligation then to do your work. I say that that's going to be on my um, tombstone. <laughs> do the do, work. You got to do your work. Yeah. Um, because once you are aware, you can't not be aware. Yeah. And then when things come up, there's this obligation to work them through mm-hmm. so that you can release them. And the more we release, the more we let go of our stuff, then we move to a, a different level. Mm-hmm. And life gets easier yes. at those levels. And that's mm-hmm. what everyone wants and needs deep down, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For life to be easy, because it should be, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We're not here to suffer. Yeah. I was actually reading something this morning. Um, the Untethered Soul by, I think, Michael Singer. And he phrases it that we have a choice and we either choose to suffer or we choose not to. Mm. And yeah. we've, we're programmed to suffer, to struggle in mm-hmm. life. You know, we come in and there's just so much noise telling us that you have to be fearful of this and that and yeah. everything. And so we actually don't know what it feels like to not be in struggle mm. until you start doing the work. And mm. then you get those little pockets and it might just be like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, I don't think, I don't know anyone who's like zenned out the whole time. No. But you know that 20 minutes of mm. like pure serenity, that's what it means not to be in struggle. That's mm. what it means for your energy system 
to be completely flowing and completely at peace. And that's what we're all working towards. Mm, so yeah. that 20 minutes or that two minutes just grows and grows and grows. And then, yeah, do you that's think what that, it's about. Yeah. yeah. But do you think there's a lot of people, well, I think there's a lot of people that don't believe that that's possible hmm. still. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Because it seems like such a big grand thing mm. to not suffer. Yeah. But then just in, instinctively what I got, that's BS. That's, oh, I yeah. don't want, that's I don't want to do the work. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. As, as we know, it takes work, mm. you know, and it's not always fun growing, but you can get there. Mm. But people, oh, I know where this one's coming from. People are lazy. Oh, yeah. And definitely. people don't want to do what it takes to find that they would rather stay in struggle. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it seems easier. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. it's what we know. Mm. And when we're... You know, you can be highly uncomfortable in your comfort zone, but you'll stay there mm-hmm. because the new space that you're going to, that's going to be really uncomfortable for a while as well. Yeah. And it's just easier to stick with what you know. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people, though, don't know that they're in a suffering state? Or, mm-hmm. Like, because they're just like, this is what I do. Like, it's so yeah. normal. Yeah. And we're so, like, media is so targeted at that being normal. Mm. So it's almost like, yeah, there's people walking around thinking that, you know, they've got this problem and that problem, but it's all normalised. Mm. And I, I think, absolutely, that's, you look out at society and that's where a lot of people are. Um, and I'm certainly not saying that I am free of struggle and mm. things like no. that, but I work on it every day, as you girls know. Yeah. I do my work every day so I can move through my days in a better space, but... Yeah, there's people who just don't know that they can be free. And, mm. you know, and then we can start a conversation around, well, how does government, media, pharmaceutical companies, all of that keep people being disempowered? Yeah. Mm. Um, because should we all rise out of all that programming and become empowered, well, then what does that look like? Mm. And that's well, a threat. And so what do we do? We'll shut watch it down. It. Shut that down. Yeah. Yeah. Create fear yeah. to hold people in a space. Mm. Um, it's, but it's creating fear and it's glorifying the struggle so that government is still government in power, mm. you know. Because if they're not... It's, it's like I said on, a, on an episode a few weeks ago, on our rant episode. Um, <laughs> it's, they're only in power because we all implicitly tell them that they can be. Yeah, we so agree. Like if we do all rise up, then mm. it's because we don't step into our own power yeah. that we allow. Mm. Um, and I was talking to some a client last night, I think. I forget <laughs> a lot, but um, around you know the concept of if we choose to be open or closed, mm. if we choose to have our heart space open, or we choose to have our heart space closed. Mm. So it's you know it becomes a choice of whether we. It, we live from a place of love or live from a place of fear mm. um and you know what there the, was a client and what she said you know there's just so much fear in the world it's such a dark place and it's like yeah but imagine if little old you cat little old you syndrome little old me and if we all just chose to open mm. and let the energy of love be our dominant energy and then that has a flow-on effect. Yes. Yeah. And I know that that can sound idealistic, but it's not. And no. I think the thing, 
kind of been thinking about, um, you know, in the last little while, my own experience and what were some of the key lessons that I learned along the way. And when I first started kinesiology and I really just landed in it, not really understanding energy or anything, just kind of like landed in it and started doing this thing. And, and it wasn't so much that different techniques that I learned and, you know, you can press that acupressure point and this happens. It was, I think, the key takeout on reflection is that I realised... And the emotion kicks in. <laughs> I realised I could change me. Mm. That I could shift my own energy. And that was so empowering. Mm. And it was almost like with that remembering, I could start my little path to shifting my energy. Mm. And I do it every day. Mm. Um, yeah. What a powerful space to be in to know yeah. that you can do that. So you know that and you know that yeah. and I guess, you know, these conversations are about planting the seeds yeah. mm. in others that we are just energy mm. and energy can change form. Yeah. And the power of our thoughts and the power of our intention is sometimes all we need and it's that choice that I want to change. Mm. And then it's like the universe goes, okay, game on, let's cool. make this happen and yeah. stuff starts changing. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> Tied away sometimes, but it changes. Mm. Mm. Did you learn that quickly? Like, did you kind of pick it all up and it just kind of mm. fell in, you know? Yeah, so for me, when I kind of landed in that kinesiology space, and I'd always been open to natural therapies and, you know, probably in that space, but I wasn't kind of consciously aware of energy but as soon as I started studying and just kind of landed in that space my whole energy being went oh I remember this and it was like a huge expansion that actually wasn't managed very well mm. so it was a bit of a train wreck yeah, right. but I learned a lot from that train wreck yeah mm. Mm. I had a moment last week and I feel like this comes back to the point about being open and, you know, I guess being empathetic as well, um, to open to letting things in and open to change. Maybe this might be convoluted, but I was at the shops and I just finished work at my casual job and there was this kid who was with his mum or his grandma or something. He was with an adult and he was very, very upset. He was screaming, like he mm -hmm. was screaming the shops down for a long time from the, you know, the entrance to the shop all the way down through the maze down to the supermarket where I was going. So he was screaming the whole time. And I was like, that's really annoying. Yeah. Like that's really loud and it's really annoying. And then I had this moment, I was walking down an aisle. I was actually really happy no one else was in this aisle because I could hear this kid. It was in mm -hmm. the other side of the shop. And I thought to myself, he's really upset. And I got into that moment of feeling what he was feeling. Mm. I almost broke down in tears. Like it came up that quickly. Mm. Like it was like a, like a, I was like struggling to pull it back in. Mm. And I was like, what was that? That was, and for me, that was a really open moment. Mm. So it's like, it's like being open doesn't have to be this big universal massive thing. It can be this small oh. thing where you're just empathizing with someone mm. else and, it can come out of nowhere, like this openness to change and see, being like... In that story, what I see happening with you energetically, because mm. you were being triggered by this kid's yeah. outburst. So you were having... It was triggering your heart, mm. so you were having a response. Yeah. 
you were getting frustrated or irritated, so mm. your heart space and your energy started to close off. Mm. And then, on a subconscious level, and I love this, you made a choice, mm. and your heart opened, mm. and your energy feels opened, and you felt compassion. Yeah. And then you get that surge of energy oh, it was, coming through you. It was and really it's a intense. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. But people, I think people are really closed off to that, being mm. able to feel that and to be able to be open, like you were saying before. Mm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be small examples like that. Oh. And people just need to start doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think you can get idealistic about, you know, and being highly spiritual and spiritually aware and all the rest of it. But that means nothing if you can't take it into your day to day. So yeah. I've got three kids and, you know, I said to them, we're doing this gratitude thing the other night before they went to bed. And I was like, I'm so grateful for you guys. And they're like, why, mummy? And I went, because you guys keep me so grounded. Mm. You keep me real. Yeah. yeah. Because I have to have my feet on the ground. Mm. But they are also, and it sounds a bit, you know, but they're also such good teachers for me because... You know, when I'm working with my clients and I'm in my space, you know, my zen, you know, and all my energy is flowing, I can do my thing. Mm. I can be in the vibration of love. I can be so open. Mm. When I'm being a mum and I'm being triggered left, right and centre, mm. it's really hard for me to hold that space. Mm. And so they teach me to practice it. Yeah. And, you know, every day I'm like, choosing to be more aware of how I'm responding to them and choosing more often to let go and allow them and just be in that vibration instead of fear and controlling and and all of that Mm -hmm. and for me that's been a really really big long journey because I was very fear programmed um, and that looked like perfectionist it looked like a high achiever it looked like very controlling and very highly stressed that's not a nice person that's not a nice person to be around when you've got three little very little kids Mm. and so that was the reason you know back then like five years ago with a five-year-old three-year-old and one-year-old something like that very little babies um that I went, something's got to change here because mm. I'm destroying these kids. Mm. I was programming them to be fear-driven. So, you know, everything has to be perfect and you can't do this and you can't say that and you've got to fit in this box. And I was like, God, I'm destroying them. And that's mm. what I think I, on a level I went, something's got to change. Yeah. And the outside can't change. No. So it had to be mm. me. And so, and then within two weeks, I was sitting in a kinesiology class without even knowing what kinesiology was. <laughs> but I think, like, I made a choice. It's like, mm. And that's all you've got to do to start with is go, I don't want to be in this space anymore. And then put it out to the universe or God or whatever you call it. Guide me. Help me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've mm. been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> help me. It works. Someone, it does. It works. Up there. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you hadn't done, you hadn't been to kinesiology before you started no, your course? No, so my best friend's a chiropractor and she uses a technique called AK, so applied kinesiology, but on that real physical mm. level. So, she, you know, kinesiology is muscle testing. So she mm. would muscle test to identify, you know, where in my, my spinal system, my nervous system was out of alignment. Yeah. And my background is physical, like exercise physiology. And so I'd worked in that and nutrition and stuff like that. So I kind of thought, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just build on that. And then it was like, I just 
can do emotions. Mm. I can do deep soul stuff. I can do, you know, that really deep belief work. Um, so I don't do physical stuff anymore. (laughs) That's so cool that you just walked in and went, cool. I know I need to be here and I'm just going to follow it. And then it just all, yeah, it's one of those things where it all came together because my youngest was nine months old. So there was nine months, two and four when I started kinesiology Mm. and it was literally within two weeks I was sitting in class. But there was no way I was going to be able to study because we Mm. were living in Brisbane and it was just us. And I wasn't working, so I was like full-time mum, which I never aimed to be. Mm. Um, And it was just like something's got to change. This course was 20 minutes up the road. It was only weekends. There was like self-study in between. And my hubby just went, just do it. Be like, (laughs) you're going to go insane. And that's what it was at. It was at like a breaking point. Mm. And so I didn't even know what I was getting into. Just kind of like sat there and went. But yeah, my inner being went, this is where you're meant to be. Mm. And it was like game on. Yeah. And it hasn't really stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it hasn't always been a walk in the park. No. You know, like everybody else, I have those weeks where I just dip into something. But I'm I'm not afraid of that. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of, in a bizarre way, kind of welcome it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, bring it. Why, why the hell am I here? Mm-hmm. What have I got to learn from being in this space? Yeah. And I do, I do my work and I learn and then I grow and then mm-hmm. go back into flow. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard bit that people avoid. Yeah. Is those down bits mm-hmm. because there's so much that we can distract ourselves mm-hmm. with. To not have to go down that there. Yeah, and look, it's even on that um, level, and I've seen this with like quite a few clients who are very aware and they've got loads of tools, you know, energy tools. So somebody who doesn't have that, they might fall into a funk and feel, you know, really be in struggle. So they might go and drink or do yeah. drugs or overeat or, you know, all those things to move away from to not have to look at that but the same happens with those of us who know how to meditate mm. know how to do yoga and know how to do tapping and know how to clear energy mm. it's like yeah it feels uncomfortable get rid of that okay yeah. tap that out yeah. yeah and so it shifts it's like no drop into it yeah don't run from it and yeah it's going to be bloody uncomfortable dropping into it but that's where and you know you would have read stuff that's where i say in those in the darkness that's where there's nuggets of gold mm. and if you let yourself drop into it like in yin yoga yeah. yeah you know it hurts and it hurts and it hurts and then you sink and then suddenly you get this like surge of almost ecstasy mm. they're the nuggets of gold when you go into your your dark psyche stuff your dark mindset mm. There's, there's treasure there waiting for you and you feel, when you find it, you feel the light rise. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty great. Honour your darkness. <laughs> yes. Mm. I want to ask you about your channeling and mm. the intuitive side of kinesiology, um, if you're happy to go there. Yeah. Um, because I find it fascinating. Mm. Have you always been able to kind of channel and been intuitive mm. with emotions before you started kinesiology or did that come as part of that? Mm. No, yeah, it's so funny. I'm 
you're using the word intuitive. It's like, yeah, you're using the word channeling. I'm feeling a, a response to that. Like, oh, but that makes me sound out there and people might judge me. <laughs> um, so, no. So that's, that side of my work had opened up more. So when I started kinesiology, you know, extraordinary foundation and the, the course I did was really black and white mm. and I'm science background and very left brain so that totally worked for me but then one of the the key things that I did early on working with clients was I just chose to trust like I'm in this space and if stuff shows up and I don't get it I'm just going to go with it mm-hmm. and it was in doing that that I let the other parts of me sort of open because in kinesiology we use finger modes which we put up you know use fingers and we pick up the vibration and it'll tell us what correction you need to do Mm. and I remember you know a couple of years in my finger modes all got pulled so I'm there working away and somebody it's like okay what correction do we need to do what acupressure point or what you know release do we need to do and I got nothing mm-hmm. and I was like you know you get that little surge of panic like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be like no just breathe and so I would breathe and it was I was being trained to listen mm-hmm. and not rely on the physical mm-hmm. and the mental yeah and so I would just breathe and it'd be like okay use that kidney neuroemotional point I'd be like oh thank god and then I would muscle test and it'd be like yeah and then I'd do that correction and so that's I was being trained Mm. and you know my treatments obviously my sessions with people look so different these days because it is you know I'll sit there talking to a client and I'll be Mm. getting input and you know I suppose the way I I was explaining this to a little girl I think she was 11 the other day and um and I was saying it's like information comes in like data Mm. comes in and I can feel it but then my, my mind, my brain has to make sense of it and be able to communicate it in words. Mm. And, you know, I can feel that data coming in, but, yeah, and you've just got to listen to mm. it. So it's, yeah, I suppose it's that opening of that gift I don't see. Mm. Um, I just know. I know stuff and I get, I get words mm. and I get sentences and, mm. I get, and, I, and then I suppose when I'm working with somebody, I can see their story yeah and I suppose that's my 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 thing my thing is the way energies work with me is they give me data they tell a story I make sense I help my clients make sense of their stories Mm -hmm. and in every story whether it's a past life or it's an ancestral there's a learning in it related to what the hell's going on with you now yeah so I'm not necessarily one of those people who's into past life exploration like people say why don't you just position yourself as a past life regression, I'm like, nah, I don't care if you were a slave. Mm, was yeah. it you who actually yeah, was a slave? Thank God. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you were a slave or you were Cleopatra or who yeah. you were. That doesn't interest me. Mm. It's what your story, your backstory, your past life stuff, which is just energy stored mm-hmm. within you, how that's impacting on you today. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot more relevant and it's a lot more useful like to people you know you can actually be like okay cool I can see and it it 
it allows you not to get caught up in that in the story mm. in that story because people do and they're like oh well you know i was a like a slave and oh they've got to like yeah. all this stuff and they kind of get really caught up in that yeah, it goes back to things. that whole suffering thing doesn't exactly. it yeah like, oh i was a slave I've got okay, to suffer. i can just still be a victim and, then yeah. and that's the thing like i say because i'm aware that you know you go into that space particularly when you're looking at like belief programs mm. and you go okay well where does this belief come from and you go you know it's come from here and I, there's, you know, this part of me that's like, well, if I was attracting clients who want to stay in victim, mm. that's ammunition. It's mm. like, you know, I was a slave in past life and I got treated really badly. Therefore, you know, I can keep, this is yeah. why I treat people really badly. I'll just give up now. Bullshit. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a victim. That's a choice to stay in that. Mm. Where the way I work with people and the clients I attract, uh, they're ready and they're open and they don't want to stay a victim. So yeah, here's, here's where stuff's coming from. So you have an understanding of yourself and you have compassion for yourself, mm. but then you change it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's powerful. Mm. Yeah. And you've got to do your work. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, you know, if something happens on the table, that's one thing in that session. You've got to do it after that though every day. You've got to yeah. keep building on it. Mm. Sometimes I feel like, we have a session with you and I feel like we actually need to video it and record mm. it because I forget a lot mm. of the stuff that happens during the session. Is that normal? Yes. Yeah. And what is that? why is that? Um, and I have thought over the years, I should be recording this, not necessarily for my clients, but for me. Yeah. Because there is so much data, like yeah. so many good stories in yeah. that space, mm. so much learning that I could use when I'm writing my books. Mm. But I, for whatever reason, I haven't gone into that space. Um, and you know, like, you know, now I can talk a lot and in sessions I talk a lot, mm. but I'm talking to your subconscious mm. or I'm talking to your soul. Okay. Mm. So almost they you don't, don't have need to, to remember it consciously. No, we yeah, don't okay. need to consciously, you know, so I will kind of keep reiterating some things and I think some people look and go, will you shut up already? I've got it, but I'm just making sure mm. that your subconscious is understanding yeah. and that your soul energy is understanding. Um, so do you need to remember? No. Mm. Um, the bits that you do, you will. will. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. all retained anyway. Yeah, okay. Because mm. like Cinder and I will often, when we've had our separate sessions, because mm. we have sessions together as well for the business, um, we'll be like, oh, how did it go? What happened? We'll kind of tell each other. It's like, I feel like there was something else. I feel like there was more. But I can't mm. remember. And I'm really tired now. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't really tell yeah. you anymore. And, the, you know, the tired thing is, one of the, the beautiful parts of like having a, having a session with somebody when you're shifting energy and your body goes, oh, I'm done, honour that. Yeah. Like go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Because when we get out of the way, then those energy shifts can just mm. totally, the integration can totally happen. It's like when we go, no, no, I've got to remember this and I've got to write it down mm. and you know, hold on to it, then we're inviting the mental body to become really dominant again instead mm. of just take a back seat and let's mm. just... Whatever's meant to happen, happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I got so sick after that last little right, video session that we did. I was so yeah. sick. Mm. And that it was so quick as well. It was just like a quick little it was, it was a, journey. Yeah. It was quick, but within two hours, I was... Yeah. yeah. And again, it's bad PR. I always say it's bad PR. <laughs> <laughs> that I've had clients who have been... You know, when you're letting go and mm. releasing a lot, I've had clients who've been driving home from sessions end up with diarrhea oh, and really? vomiting. 
and it, oh, and they're, they're like, like whoopsie so sick and Sorry. fortunately people are very aware yeah but they're like i'm like yeah just releasing hun now just mm. whatever you need to do just honor that yeah, and if like, you're getting shut down sick mm. it's because you're not meant to be doing anything else just yeah. rest well exactly yeah mm. um it's like you almost have to make sure you've got a bit of space yes mm. to to be able to rest like the and next day or something if you need it and allow so, that integration yeah some people um integrate really quickly mm. and they're the ones who will often have that really aggressive physical response mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm kind of a slow and easy you know, yeah, okay. sometimes my integration might take months, mm. um, but some people are just like game on, shift it, yeah. and oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't well, think I don't think I'm a game on. Oh I no, you're am. more a ponderer. Yeah. Just let it just sink in. Yeah. I've always been like that though. Like yeah. especially like if I'm going to change a job or in the past do something new, I've yeah. always wanted it to happen very quickly. Yeah, like I've not not really been afraid of change. I don't think yeah. consciously, but I've always if something's going to change, I want it to happen. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Like I don't want to wait weeks for this to happen. Like so, I made a decision. Let's do it. Yeah. So, I see it like you know if you if it's um prescribing like bushflower essences or something like that. There'll be the people. It's like seven drops, seven days. It's you know sort of like morning and night standard dose. And then there'll be some people. It's like twenty five drops. Yeah. Four times a day for one day. <laughs> I'll be like, Ooh, I'm just gonna get it all looked over in one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, May as well. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it needs to be like that. Yeah. Like, you know, but like I have, I'm sort of more, a, you know, slower integration, but sometimes, mm. you know, these days I'll get whacked mm. big time and then I'll do the work and it'll be gone. Like I mm. might just start writing and I'll write for an hour and a half, bawling, yep. purging, mm. and then it's done. Mm. I don't kind of like that. Nice. I do like ease and grace. <laughs> I like ease and grace much better than the aggressive, but if the aggressive needs to come, yeah. so be it as There's well. a time for both. It's called balance. Surrender. <laughs> Surrender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, that's the part that I struggle with the most, though, and I think mo- a lot of people do, is just like, is, surren- is surrendering, like letting go of control oh. and just letting whatever happen, you know? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that humanity struggles with mm. it sounds like a big statement but, <laughs> for, no, but, it, for is. A yeah. but it is mm. because fear tells us to hold on hold on fear says control this so you don't get hurt mm. control this so you say stay safe control yeah. this so you are protected and so we're always in that 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 closed off stage mm. um and you know i see it because like kids are at school I see it in kids and there's so many little anxious kids Mm. now for me anxious is a state of the energetic body being in a state of unease Mm. but these kids are in a permanent state of fight or flight so that primal part of the brain which was designed so that you know when you're being attacked by a lion you can run you can run Mm. these kids you know little kids are in that state so society parents government you know the world whatever it is is programming us from such an early age to be ready to to fight Mm. to flee Mm -hmm. or to carry in a corner yeah i was i think i was in that state the entire time at my old job Mm. i think i was Mm. constantly in that state yeah yeah, yeah, mm. and and a lot of adults are as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Even if you go, oh, I'm the most chilled out person in the world. You know, I don't get anxious. I don't. I'm not fear based. Scratch the surface. You yeah. might look like you're fear based, but if you're really jealous, 
where you're really self-conscious mm. or you're one of those people who is really an overt extrovert in a social situation and you know oh, I've got my shit together mm. and I'm on top of the world scratch that surface mm -hmm. there's a really struggling self-conscious fear-driven person mm -hmm. in there who has to and the behavior to hide that from the world mm -hmm. is yeah. I got my shit together yeah you know we've all got our stuff going on yeah. and it's about then owning your story yeah, and then it's about being vulnerable and sharing mm. it with people. Like, you don't have to share it in a big way, like mm. on the internet or whatever, but sharing it with people and allowing yourself to be vulnerable yeah. to mm. be able to move through it as well. Exactly. If you refuse mm. to own it and see it, mm. then you can't work it because yeah. Yeah. it's like you're going, yeah, no, I'm not going to look there. Yeah, we'll just keep looking over here. And fear will tell you. Mm. That energy of fear will say, don't look there. Yeah. Mm. Whereas but the see, energy of love... Mm. We'll say, just open up. Yeah. If you're going to get smashed, you'll get smashed, but you'll still be held. Yeah. Mm. And you'll learn from it. Mm. Um, and it's, again, it's about choice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's not an easy choice to make. It's really but not. But it's what we have to make. <laughs> mm. It's really not. I think mean, being vulnerable is like the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. So getting far. better at it though. I am, yeah. am I? Yeah. 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 Slowly. <laughs> I gave Cinder a big hug this morning. When I first and she allowed it. it. She allowed it. Yeah, <laughs> she did. I do like hugs. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's hard because, you know, I think like a lot of people are either like use their vulnerability as an in an inauthentic way to get attention, mm -hmm. to get validation, mm. um, or they just completely block themselves off mm. from. And pretend that they've got everything together and they put mm. up a wall mm. over that. Could you see a lot of people, what well, I have seen lately, um, put up a lot of things about like their body and like their, their selves and they're, they're kind of being vulnerable, but they're also just wanting validation yeah. so they don't have to go into it. Mm. Um, but that's where you start seeing the cracks in the surface of that wall that they've put up. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. you're always going to start seeing those cracks mm. somewhere. Mm. Just got to open the cracks up a little bit mm. instead yeah. of just patch them up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like break down the wall. I was I was, you know, and I'm very visual. I'm mm. like, yeah, the cracks, and you're just like, just open them up and I'm like freaking so freaking them up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's I'm just like, it like like someone peering through the wall and then I was like, fuck that. Yeah, just smash it. <laughs> and, and and vulnerability as like Brené Brown talks mm. about. So if you haven't watched her TED you need talk, to. It's, yes. it's a game changer. It is. She's got yeah. a really nice voice too. Um <laughs> But vulnerability isn't, oh, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Vulnerability is being, being completely open mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and allowing the experiences of life to come at you mm -hmm. and then the letting go mm. of just, you know, it's like, it's not mine, I let it go. Mm. It's not mine, I let it go. Yeah. Mm. I was seeing this. Um, with the whole concept of letting go and the untethered soul is an amazing book around these concepts but you know the visual I got it's like you know when our thoughts come in or when an emotion comes in or an experience comes in at us the, the decision or the choice to stay open 
and it's just like to choose to let it go and mm. the visual I got it was like you know the Hawaiian the traditional Hawaiian dances yeah and it's like just that movement of like okay it's coming at me but I, I choose I'm witnessing it mm. and I choose to just it's not pushing it away because we're yeah. choosing not to fight life but it's just like okay off you go you're not mine you're not mine it's Mm -hmm. just because all I am is consciousness and consciousness is a witness of all of that stuff Mm -hmm. now to get to that point that's very enlightened but it takes practice I've had so many moments over the last few weeks of you know testing testing and (laughs) taking either you know it is a choice like choosing to take on other people's shit or letting it go Mm. and it is a test and it is practice and it's like I feel like I still take things on a little bit, but I'm getting better at yeah. then going, no, this is not my shit. Mm. You can go now. Yeah. But and it does, it takes practice. Yeah. And mm. I think sometimes, you know, you get drawn into it without realizing you're drawn into it. And then when you realize that's then you, rather than beating yourself up and go, oh, I'm so shit, you know, mm-hmm. I'm meant to let go yeah. and I've been totally yeah. pulled into this drama. That just creates guilt yeah. and mm-hmm. shame, which yeah. makes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, Okay. And now I choose to let that go. Mm-hmm. And we go, well, what point do I have to touch? Or, you know, what do I need to meditate on? Intention. Yeah. Mm. I choose to let go. Yeah. Intention. Yeah. It's very powerful because our intention is just vibration. We send that vibration to source energy or universe or whatever it is. And that's match. Oh, you want to let go? Okay. Great. Great. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> intention. Yes. <laughs> this two spoke this this morning. We did. We did. We did. Get better at setting intentions for things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're good at setting intentions. Sometimes we're not so good at following through. Oh, look, I just got, and I don't know, it's probably relevant mm. for you guys and then probably for other people. If your intentions feel like they're controlling you or you need intentions to control a situation, mm. that's not, that's fear-driven fear mm. intentions. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Maybe. Interesting. Mm. Maybe it's need to be better at following it through with our <laughs> yeah. ideas. Yeah. yeah, rather than intention. Because people talk about goals and setting goals and things like that. But that ends oh, up, we tried that. That ends up actually can end up trapping people. Yeah. yeah. Because then they're, they're measuring their success and it's never about success. And it's then you get about, stuck in should. Yeah, should do this because that will make me hit that goal. Maybe. Yeah. And if I don't hit that goal, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Mm. And so then fear goes, well, right, now you've got to get up at 5 o'clock and do this and that and this and that. And at 11 o'clock at night, you've got to do this so that you don't fail. Mm. And then fear gets back in and starts dictating our experiences again. Yeah. Sure mm. does. Sure mm. does. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been a pleasure. Just to have a chit-chat. Just to have a really light chit-chat about, like, some things. Um... <laughs> You, if you were inspired by Bernadette, and how could you not be? Um, you should definitely go and have a session with her. Oh, she's amazing. Let's be honest. We won't regret it. We tell everyone this. So thanks, girls. We have, we have sent lots of lovely, amazing people my way. Um, so you can find Bernadette at emotionalenergyexchange.com. Where else can I find you? You can find me on Facebook, mm-hmm. Emotional Energy Exchange Dash Bernadette O'Connor. Um, or Instagram, Emotional Energy Exchange. Um, yeah. Don't do the Twitter thing. No. Don't do the LinkedIn thing. No, no, definitely neither. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, connect. And even if it's not a one-on-one sesh, um, online stuff, um, just, you know, stay connected. Because sometimes yeah. it's just something that's written 
plants a seed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Join the mailing list. Yeah, yeah. Get on that. great mailing list. Emails. She does. Yeah. Yeah, I like to write. Really good you can get a nice little um, freebie wall chart telling you at the moment 10, 10 simple ways to bring harmony into your life. Who wouldn't want that? I was going to say, who wouldn't want harmony? <laughs> they are actually really simple. Yeah. It's like, I've got one, I did a big A3 laminated copy, it's up, stuck up in the kitchen. Nice. And it's like, okay, remember, set intention for the day. Okay, remember, feel love. Just for two seconds mm. or two minutes. Yeah. You know, just really simple, cool stuff. Yeah. Cool. Get into yeah. it. So go look up Bernadette. Do it. And if you want to find us, we're at twofeetcreative.com.au. We're on all the socials as Two Feet Creative, and that's pretty much great. You can email us at hello at twofeetcreative.com.au. We have just released some very pretty affirmation cards. Yes, we have. They're very exciting. They're really cool. Yeah, we're really happy with them. Uh, so grab yours over on our online shop, and we have some other little special packs coming out very soon. They might involve crystals. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll chat to you soon. Thanks Bye. again. Bye. Bye. Bye.